Welcome to the Sober Grind. Yes. Always excited to be back here, live streaming, leveraging Pej's amazing knowledge and expertise I know and experience. I'm like Socrates. The only thing that I know is that I don't know. <laughs> that is true <laughs> wisdom. <laughs> Love it. Today we have an amazing topic. Hopefully it's incredibly helpful to you all. It is... Warning signs. Yes, the warning signs. The of warning signs of addiction. To. Things that we uh, we want to look for if if you know if we get suspicious or we're wondering the different warning signs that are out that are happening amongst people that are suffering with addiction or alcoholism. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be we're gonna cover a lot of ground, but please feel free to leave uh, any questions or comments if there's maybe some some signs that you may be noticing that you want to to get our opinion on. Leave those in the comments and. Please, uh, as always, feel free to share this video uh, it's so that we can help reach more people. Uh, and please don't forget to subscribe on both iTunes, Google Play, or wherever you watch podcasts. So let's just jump in. So, Pej, warning signs of addiction. What are some of the, the, the key ones, the first signs? I mean, it depends. You know, depending on... Uh, there's different types of people with different types of addiction. Obviously, you know, sure. if it's a kid, if it's a, if it's a, yeah, you know, a lot of people think that now that ma marijuana is legal, mm -hmm. that it's okay and anyone should be doing it. And in reality, marijuana is legal in California mm -hmm. for 21 years of age and up. So you know, a lot of kids obviously like to smoke weed, and that's, it's common. It's a common occurrence. A lot of kids. Uh, in, in early adolescence will first experiment with drinking and with smoking weed mm. and so they get red eyes. Mm. So if they come home okay. and their eyes are red, they also know how to cover that up. That's Visine. Sure. But, um, so kids are clever. Like a lot of, you know, they'll figure out ways around things. Um, even with drug tests, they know how to pass mm -hmm. drug tests. We talked yeah, about we that, talked about that in, one recently, other, yeah. in, in one of our other shows. But, um, <laughs> Hi, know, Solange. A lot of Austin Bieber. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of times when people <laughs> um, when you start seeing the signs of, of addiction running rampant in somebody's life, um, it can be, you know, if they get bad grades, if they mm. start kind of, if their grades are dropping, if their behavior is changing, if they're coming home and they're really tired, you know, depending on what they're using. Sometimes if they're too wired, right? Yeah, um, sure. So there's different drugs, there's different behaviors, but there's a lot of things to look for. Um, behavior, especially attitude, you know, if, if somebody, if a, if a kid uh, has been acting a certain way, uh, for the most part of their life, and all of a sudden you see a drastic change, which I know a lot of adolescents in the adolescent phase are going to completely change anyway. They're not the same kids that they used to be, but if they're if they're sometimes uh, oppositional, if they're argumentative, if they are um, combative, if suddenly you see this behavior that's erratic and different, that's something to think about. You know, mm. maybe perhaps there's something going on there. Not saying that everybody start that starts acting out is as a drug addict or is is um, experimenting with drugs but it's definitely things to look for yeah know? and that's for adolescents i mean when it comes to adults there's other things you know sure. a lot more wreckage gets created as people grow up uh, a lot of car accidents if they're actually mm. driving you know they'll drive under the influence and um you know they may be drunk they may be piling a bunch of friends into a car and have an accident you know where they yeah, who, who can drive drunk? Like, there's some people that think they're really skillful at driving drunk. Think. 
And yeah. and often, you know, a lot of kids that are in high school, they, they get the designated driver because mm-hmm. he either drank less or he doesn't drink at all. But regardless of the fact, you know, it's it's those types of situations when people start getting behind the wheel um, and they're under the influence uh, yeah. that there's a reason why there's checkpoints. You know yeah, I mean? I mean, there's that very active campaign that buzz driving is drunk driving. That's right. Yeah. That, and that means that one hit or one drink right. is considered buzz. Yeah. So, yeah. so let's kind of go into maybe different warning sides um, depending on the drug. So you kind of mentioned marijuana. Mm-hmm. How about some of the more common signs of alcoholism and opiates okay. and even cocaine? Mm-hmm. Well, again, alcoholism, for example, you know, a lot of people will try to hide. Alcohol has a certain smell, depending on the, mm-hmm. what type of liquor it is or if it's beer. So. Um, sometimes people, th- there's this rumor that alcoholics have, and it might be mm. true and it might not, that gin and vodka do not stay on your breath. Well, I heard a, a very interesting, I went to a, a conference last year where they, it, it, they talked about the advertising effects, particularly of alcohol. Mm-hmm. And one, I, th- I believe it was Smirnoff that, it, I believe it was Smirnoff, um, that they changed their their slogan to takes your breath away. <laughs> well, that makes sense because it's got that pepperminty breath. So it's like, but well, still. it was it was to hide the fact that smell of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm and sure. that's what they put out there. You never know, man. I'm, I'm telling very you. Very interesting. I saw an article just yesterday about these uh, Jules uh, flavored vape cigarettes or whatever they are, right? And and the company never thought that teenagers would actually be using their brand. Have you heard all the radio commercials recently, anti-vaping? No, I haven't. With all the, they're they're very aggressive. They're um, but you know, to somewhat good means. It's mm-hmm. they have they have kids on and mm-hmm. they're saying, you know, rainbow poop, cotton candy, all the different flavors that come. In yeah. yeah, and then they start with that, and then they go into these are all flavors of of vape juices. Right, right, and then. Man, I gotta hear so that. aggressive. I have got I'll, to I'll hear that. And, I've been hearing them a Send lot. Send me a link. Okay. Send me a link immediately. It's it's a very effective campaign, yeah. right? In my right, because it's it's attention grabbing. Right, and again, even with vapes, like people think that well, that's not a drug. It's addictive. Like mm-hmm. even, okay, but people are using it to quit smoking regular cigarettes. It's mm-hmm. still addictive. I mean, regardless of the fact, it is not supposed to go in your body. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of people don't get. It's like we have more wisdom when we're younger kids as opposed to when we get older and we want to start experimenting with things, whether it be, you know, addictions can can expand, they can grow, it can start from a vape, it can start from a cigarette, which, I mean, I'm talking from, you know, my own personal experience, mm. it was cigarettes first, and then, you know, a, a little drinky drink, a little smoky smoke of some of that wacky tobacco that makes you feel good, <laughs> and the next thing you know, that it just went into other things. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's, there's all different types of signs, you know, a lot of people will... Um, so you asked about cocaine. So yeah, and opiates. Uh, a, a lot of times, uh, what I've noticed is that cocaine addicts, and me too, who was once a major cocaine addict and crack addict, is mm. that they like to seclude. They will disappear okay. um, if they're nowhere to be found. They most likely may be shacked up in some hotel or motel room, um, just you know, kind of just mm. isolating from the world. Right. Okay. Um, a lot of times they go into deep paranoia. They feel like people are out to get them. They feel like the police are out to get them, um, and that's not just like with the with the typical cocaine user, but it's with the ones that develop and expand and grow their addiction to cocaine to the point where um, 
it becomes a way of life to the point where they have to have it all the time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, they just can never have enough. Mm. You know, one is too many, a thousand is never enough. So sure. so they will, like, they'll, you'll, they'll lose uh, sight of time, a sense of, you know, reality, and then their family members are often scrambling to try to find them. Um, mm. When it comes to meth, um, all kinds of bad things happen with meth. Meth is the devil's dandruff. I mean... Yeah. Uh, everything from car wrecks to thievery to you, you might start seeing things around your house disappearing. Why mm. is that? Because somebody's probably taking it to the pawn shop to, mm. to go and sell it so they can get more meth. When it comes to heroin, people are often slouched over. They're nodding out. You will find cigarettes uh, burn holes inside of their clothing or in their in mm. furniture or in their house. Um, you know, you might see that your son is falling asleep at the dinner table if he actually even makes it to the dinner table, yeah. or if he's in his room and you see him nodded out and there's drool hanging down from his mouth. Uh, there's a great chance. Probably a that, blatant sign, yeah. Right. These are yeah. signs, you know. So, yeah. let's. Um, we have uh, we have a user comment here. Hi, Vanessa. So, what do you do when your child is in recovery and they tell you that they have trauma around you? Me, the parent and they are trying to process it. As a mother, I have never meant to cause him any pain. I can't say my heart's hurting for him and myself. So if, I, if I'm understanding the question correctly, so your child is already in recovery and telling you that they have trauma when they're around you as a parent and they're trying to process it. Um, you know, if they're in recovery, I would hope that they're uh, working with a mentor that would help mm. them with recovery. But sometimes you, they need, you know, to seek outside help. And perhaps you as a parent, you know, maybe a trigger for them. Mm. Not to say you're a bad parent, but a lot of kids, they're just triggered by their parents. So you sure. take away the drugs and the alcohol, they're still dealing with those same feelings that they would get um, when, you know, sometimes kids feel they feel like they're judged by their parents. Yeah. You know, in our community, we always did. If you're not a doctor or a lawyer or an engineer, you're nothing. Like, you will never amount to anything. So, so well, yeah, that's what we were getting into in, in past topics as well. That yeah. when, when the addict comes out of recovery, mm-hmm. the whole family needs to change so that they can change their dynamic. Absolutely. Family dynamic all the yeah. way. Uh, a lot of people, a lot of people feel like they are being lectured when they're yeah. talked to by their parents. Um, here goes dad again. He's going to tell me yeah. once again how he used to walk 10 miles in the snow to make it to school. Uphill both how ways. He started working at a young age and, you know, all these different yeah. things. And I'm never going to live up to being like my dad. And, you know, so so a lot of people like to numb out. And, and when mm. you're in recovery, like, I don't know if your kid, how long they've been sober, but when they're in recovery, if um, if they don't work through that stuff, there's a great chance that, they may be at risk, so they need to work through that stuff, however that may be. And also, you as a mother, I hope that you're working on yourself, and that's what we were just talking about a second ago, yeah. to where you know, there, there's outside help, there are support groups, there are actual groups that help the parents of kids too, so that you can learn the do's and the don'ts and what mm-hmm. to say's and what not to say's around your kid and what could possibly be a trigger to them. You might become more aware of, hey, you know, whenever I talk like that, I notice that uh, my kid becomes agitated and mm-hmm. you know heaven forbid I wouldn't want them to go back to using and drinking and I wouldn't want them me to be uh, want the target of you know the, the the point of the problem for them to make that an excuse for them to use there's also a lot of other stuff that probably is going on too but sometimes the parents can fall into that category of, of, of being a trigger for the child 
Yeah, Al-Anon's a, a great resource, right? You said it. I yeah. Didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I said support Maybe. group. <laughs> support group. All right. Yeah. We'll, we'll leave it unnamed. But thank you so much for your comment, Vanessa. If anyone else has any uh, questions, and we love the questions, comments, we always welcome the coming. questions. Ask us a plethora of questions. We will answer them to the best of our ability. And on top of that, if you can't ask a question here, if you didn't get on here in time, we also have the Ask an Addiction Specialist page. Uh, hosted by Beginnings Treatment Centers, and you can go on there, ask a question if you're if you're suffering, if you know someone that's suffering, if you have a question that's uh, related to alcoholism, addiction, anything, mental health, anything like that, come on and ask on Ask an Addiction Specialist. We have professionals who are readily available. They're willing to come and answer your questions, and people that are in recovery that are on the page, they may have experience. They'll share their experience, strength, and yeah. hope with you. It's an amazing community. Uh, before we continue here, I want to do uh, address Solange's comment, too. She brings up a very good point that a lot of vodkaholics are um, they often just drink it straight out of the out of the bottle but, yeah and uh, without any mixers or chasers or whatnot and right um, if you're at that level certainly there will be some sort of smell attached to it as well absolutely yeah. plus that's a big problem yeah anybody that can drink vodka straight out of a bottle in oh. excess you might be alcoholic <laughs> maybe strong I mean, strong stuff you strong can only taste. diagnose yourself and maybe a doctor could too yeah yes <laughs> so let's keep going so maybe what are what are some lesser known warning signs mm. of different chemical uses if you can think of any well that's like i've heard i've heard chattering of the teeth for for cocaine before Often, yes, During chattering the of the teeth, uh, biting the nails. Um, okay. You know, there's a, people are anxiety-ridden. A lot of mm. uh, people with addiction are anxiety-ridden. They'll, they always want to get some kind of oral fixation. You know, mm. whether it be with a cigarette or biting your nails or um, eating or you know different types of avenues that they can kind of relieve themselves from from that bondage. You know, from the feeling that they have mm. of of being on edge or how do you take the edge off or what can I do to, to just feel more comfortable in my own skin. Sometimes people just want to peel mm. themselves right out of their skin. They don't know mm -hmm. how to deal with it. So, sure. you know, and, and that's why people become so addicted to, to drugs and alcohol because mm -hmm. it numbs you out. It, mm -hmm. it, it, it takes you out of right here right now and puts you in another dimension so you don't have to worry about what you're feeling. Yeah. But unfortunately... It's not like it goes away. It's mm -hmm. just be, it's put at bay, and it'll come back. Mm -hmm. Okay. No. What about like lack of eye contact, or per awesome thing that you say? Mm. Nobody that's loaded wants to look you straight in the eye. Mm. So if they're avoiding, and you know what, parents are keen too. A lot of parents they will they'll have the wool pulled over their eyes, and they will turn a blind eye. They don't want to really think that their kid's that bad or they're they're convinced that my kid's not a drug addict would never happen in our life in our family. But some a lot of parents are very smart. Yeah. They know when their kid doesn't want to look them straight intuition. in the eye. Yeah. Oh, the intuition's strong. Yeah. I mean after all, like they raised the kid, some of them carry the kid, so like they'll know mm -hmm. if a kid doesn't want to look you straight in the eye. There's something going on. But not just that too. Um, Phone, over the phone. Mm. A lot of uh, people don't want to interact with their mothers or their fathers mm. over the phone because okay. often, uh, again, it goes back to intuition. A lot of parents can kind of just tell mm -hmm. that when they're talking to their kid over the phone, um, he sounds different. Today. Oh, he's yeah. loaded. I, I, I know when he's sober and I know mm. when he's loaded. When he's sober, we have a regular conversation. When he's loaded, he can't wait to get off the phone. 
ducking and dodging, always trying to get away from having to actually interact with um, parents. So mm, what is she saying? I work hard on helping my kids to live in the now. The mind is such a powerful and sacred place. When you put drugs such as meth, they can't be present, and they go into desperation, wanting to stay in that lost world inside their minds, and they don't see anymore who they are hurting or how they look or smell. Sadly, I experienced this from close with friends, so yeah, they're still from their own family. Yep. And Jaja Hayes says, healing is difficult. It's difficult. It's not impossible. Mm. Everyone, I believe, can heal. I think we're, yeah. our purpose... There's on, always hope. Uh, always hope. I don't think our purpose on Earth is to, um, to suffer. I mm. think we all have a purpose to find our purpose. Yeah. yeah. That's part of the mission of this show is yes. to help provide hope. Absolutely. Pez, you're the man from Alex. Pez, you are the man. Oh, thanks, Alex. You're the man. we got to thank you both from Vanessa. Thank you, Vanessa. Thank you, Vanessa. For leaving thank your you for comment. the question. I hope it was helpful. We always you. welcome your questions. We love your questions. Um, oh, look, Jeremy Dunn, me old friend. Me old love your wisdom, man. Uh, Listening from Kenya. Oh, nice. Whoa. Cool. Very cool. Like Sober that. grind across the world. Yes. <laughs> I hope I said your name right because it's Z-A-Z-A. I would imagine it's either Zaza or Zaza. Either way, I love your name. Zay-Zay. Zay-Zay. <laughs> yes. Uh, love it. So what, el what else do you want to get into? Um, well, you know, now that we've covered all that, you mm -hmm. know. Um, oh, let me just say this real quick, too. If your kid lives in your house and you don't want them to do drugs and you feel like they might be doing them and hiding it, mm. because kids are clever and they will be able to hide it. They sure are. You have every right, since you are supporting them, since you pay their bills, since you keep a roof over their head, you have every right to give them an ultimatum. Mm. If they're under the age of 18, you have every right to <clears throat> test them. Mm. And that means drug test them, mm -hmm. right? Why not? Drug tests are there for a reason, to find out if people are getting loaded. Right. If your kid's living in your house and he's not appreciating your home, you're harboring, and they're using and drinking, and you allow that, you're harboring a person who is building their addiction, and that, in the long run, could become traumatic, tragic. They could die. They could overdose. Yeah. Uh, imagine coming into your house and you didn't know that your kid was, you know, shooting dope, right? Mm -hmm. And suddenly you find him dead in his bedroom. It's like... The, the biggest yeah. nightmare that anyone could ever deal with. So you're allowed to drug test your kid. Now, sometimes when you drug test your kid, they will mask the test, as we mm. talked about a few weeks yes. ago. Yeah. They'll go out and buy these things in a head the, shop, in a smoke shop. These detox drinks. Right, these and, fake detox yeah. drinks that will cover, it'll flush their system, mm. and so it comes back as a negative instead of a positive. Mm. So the next best thing that you could do is not only test them through their urine but test them through a hair follicle where you can send off oh. their hair to a lab and mm -hmm. have them actually mm -hmm. those tests can detect up to I believe up to three months wow. of, of last usage depending okay. on what it was um, there's blood tests too but I, I imagine getting some hair might hair, be a little blood, easier like you yeah, just go those all work. get their brush and, or you something you could just look in your local area and see what, yeah. what, what uses what then also um, hello Farid I don't want to uh, discount the fact that kids Kids like to experiment with hallucinogens. Mm. Um, everything from uh, Special K, which is mm. ketamine, yeah. okay, which mm -hmm. is cat tranquilizer, to uh, acid, which is LSD. Mm -hmm. uh, How long does LSD stay in your system? So basically, when you're using it, 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 the high of it is anywhere from three to six hours. Okay. okay. 
How long does it stay in your system? It's hard to even detect it in your system. It's oh, hard even during? Yes, it's hard oh, wow. to, uh, to even... There are tests, I believe, now okay. where they can detect if you've taken LSD, but that's like the hardest one to actually... Interesting. Th but the, the, a great indicator and a warning sign of if your kid's on LSD is when they're in another world. Mm. When they're basically... Because they're, they're in full hallucination mode. So if they're walking around and they're telling you that the planter is turning into... Uh, a French man or something like that. It's probably a pretty big warning sign. A big warning sign. A lot, a lot of kids like to take uh, mushrooms, you know? Yeah. I can never pronounce it right, but I think it's something like along the lines of psilocybin or whatever. Oh, psilocybin. Psilocybin, right? Yeah. There's a P at the beginning. Silent. Silent P. But anyway, so mushrooms too, along the same lines of LSD. Um, kids like to pieces. Kids like to trip. They like to go into um, another world. So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. What's your opinion on, maybe you don't want to get into this, but um, I was listening to a podcast today and they brought it up, so it's fresh on my mind, but Kratom. Now, there's pros and cons there, but... There was a kid I just talked testing. to recently. Okay. That, that's a great question. I, I got to say this because it has to be known, okay? There's a kid that he said that, he, according to him, his sobriety date was 90 days. Okay. But he used Kratom 30 days ago. Okay. And I said, anything that, is, that affects you from the head up in my world mm -hmm. is not sober, okay? Mm. So if you're trying to, what's your intention? Like, was your intention to get a head change? Because if that's the case in my world, it's not sober. Mm. In many people's worlds that are in the sobriety world, that's not sober. Now, he was absolutely convinced that, that he was, you know, that was his, and I think that was just his, his excuse to be able to still not stay sober. He didn't want to stay sober, obviously. Got He's making, you know, addicts yeah. make up lies, right? Sure. But, um. Kratom's a dangerous drug. Yeah. You know, Kratom is a synthetic heroin. Yeah, they're uh, trying to make it illegal now, I heard. They should. They should yeah. have made it illegal a long time ago. Yeah. And I, I can't believe the... F you can buy that in smoke shops. You can buy crazy. spice. In, yeah, I've, I've which heard is the, also, spi the, spi the K2 and like the right. synthetic... That's a synthetic marijuana. marijuana. And that stuff kills people. Not only... Okay, so it's so dangerous. I, I'll, I'll say this right now. I used to work at this treatment center where I was a house parent too. I came home one day... And um, it was in Newport Beach. And I remember that I wasn't even supposed to come home that day. I just came home to grab a piece of paper real quick. And as I pulled into the driveway, three of the guys that lived upstairs, it was an upstairs-downstairs unit by the beach, um, were one of them I just watched him do a face plant right on Oof. the the top of the balcony. And, I, and I'm like, what is going on here? I parked my car. I ran upstairs. And that guy got back up and was... Sh like do shuffling around the house and the other guy was just sitting on a chair with his tongue and his, his wow just going blah, 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 like his eyes were like going all over the place and then i found the other guy in a back room in a closet against the wall oh just, just banging his head against the wall okay warning signs War major warning signs. <laughs> i'm like what have yeah. you guys taken what are you yeah. guys on obviously they weren't coherent enough to be able to right. tell me anything one of them took off and went down the street to circle k and mm. the paramedics came and picked him up there the other two guys, I had to call the paramedics for them yeah. to come and take them to Hogue Hospital. Now, come to find, after we searched their stuff, that they had gone to a local smoke shop in Newport Beach. So this is how accessible it is for kids to be able to get this stuff, and it should be made illegal. And I'll keep yeah. talking about it until you know enough people, enough awareness is raised to where it is made illegal, right? Mm. But they had mixed kratom and spice together, oh, and no. it completely zombified them. I'm oh. talking like it took them into another world, another dimension. They were different people, right? Mm. And sadly, um, I don't know what happened to two it's of rough. those guys, yeah. but one of the other ones, I have seen him 
in and out of treatment centers for the last four or five years, still that's, struggling. And it's, yeah, it just amazes hard. me that um, that they couldn't get the regular stuff because nobody that's a heroin addict is going to want to resort to Kratom. Kratom is a drug that you couldn't, there was a time when you couldn't detect it in drug tests. Now they actually have uh, drug tests that have more panels that okay. that test for Kratom and Spice. But, but Kratom was a drug that they used so that they could like kind of, slide under the radar and get away with gotcha and it's dangerous and it's unnecessary yeah absolutely well it sounds it from what you just said yes all right well let's yeah let's let's leave it open for another minute if anyone has any questions comments wants to let us know where in the world you're watching from we welcome all comments and even if you ask a question and we didn't get to answer it today i will go back through it later both of us and we'll try to answer it to the best of our ability yeah and you can always call me if you ever need any kind of help anything like that um been doing a lot of interventions lately. If you can't handle somebody in your family um, or a loved one that seems to be, you know, going down a dark path and you need some help, uh, contact me. My number is 949-751-7761. This show has been uh, broadcast and put on by Beginnings Treatment Centers. Yes, an amazing treatment center located in Orange County. Treat all levels of care from detox to inpatient to aftercare Full spectrum there's an amazing alumni and family program there give them a call at 800-387-6907 or visit them online at beginningstreatment.com i also want to break the news here that because of the success of the show and the amazing feedback we've gotten so far, we started a sober grind facebook page <laughs> i forgot to put it in the description of this but do a quick search for Sober Grinds. Maybe we'll link it in this description after the fact. We're going to be growing that page. We're going to be doing a bunch of really cool stuff with this show moving forward soon. A couple great things in the work. We'll leave it at that yes. for right now. But if you are a fan of this show, if you have learned something from this show, please go to iTunes in the link of this description. Write us a review. I cannot tell you how much that helps us grow and inspire more people. Yes, indeed. Please yeah. do. Come and tell us what we need to do and what we... And also, if you want to be on the show uh, to do a short three to five minute testimonial, if yeah. you're in recovery and you don't mind, uh, let us know. We would love to have you on the show. Um, and also to answer your question, Solange, as far as uh, what are we doing to educate parents, uh, at this time lately, we've been putting on a lot of community events, and we are going to keep expanding on that. We've also been speaking in schools, to ju- in junior high schools, high schools, and colleges, and just bringing you know bringing awareness in, you know, so that people know uh, what's out there, what's going on, how there's an epidemic, and how we need to identify this and fight the, the, and battle addiction. So yeah, yeah. Thanks for all your love questions. It. Thank you Thank guys you for all tuning so much. in. We love you all from the sober grind. Over and out.